Okay, so quick little announcement for Clock Radio Speakers fans. We've been talking about possibly having a change to the way the show comes out for a long time now. We've had the Patreon for a couple of years. Uh, for those of you who support or who have supported in the past, even for just a, a little bit of time, please know that we've, we absolutely appreciate you. And we really hope that more of you consider subscribing to the Patreon because starting now, as of this week's episode, most of the show is going to be exclusive to Patreon. Every week, we're going to highlight a good chunk of one of the sides or a particular conversation, and we're going to release that for free in this feed. So if you're just a casual fan, you want to hear us talk a little bit every week, you're still going to be able to do that. That's not going to change at all. If you're a big fan of the show and you, or even a moderate fan of the show, but if you're a fan of the show and you want to keep listening to us, we are over at patreon.com slash CRS podcast, or you can go to clockradiospeakers.com, click Patreon uh, at the top of the page and subscribe there. We are really looking forward to what we can do on the Patreon. Appreciate everybody's support. And yeah, thank you. You're listening to Clock Radio Speakers with Armand and Doc. I feel like, you know, this has been just such a weird year, right? Because you get on the one hand, this really like solidification of this next generation of stars, right? Mm-hmm. The baby, the little baby, Megan, Travis, Cardi, right? We, we ain't talk about none of them and they all had sustainable right. years, we could say. Right, right. Um, going to put out a successful project. Like, there's, there's very yeah. clearly like there is a next... Oh, these are the next stars, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, on the other hand, you've really got, and we've talked about them a lot so far in the show. Like, we even talk about Royce, who put out a project this year, right? Um, yeah. But, like, you've got these, whether it's vets or, like, even newcomers like Griselda, like, because there are so many niches in, in hip-hop, you've got, like, this sort of retro boom-bap, like, that kind of thrived a little bit this year, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, Freddie Gibbs is nominated for a Grammy, um, so was Royce, so was Nas. Yeah. Right. But like you had this, the, what used to be universally considered the upper tier, Kendrick, Drake, Kanye, J. Cole, and then like, of course, J, Beyonce, Rihanna, right? Like pop level. Um, with the, I mean, sure, Drake put out some stuff, but he kind of held back. He held back Certified Lover, but he held back the album. And mm-hmm. the rest of them mostly sat it out. Kanye had a single or two here or there, but like going- oh, Had a single, right, Kendrick- but, was always teased, yeah. Right, but every, it was they were everybody was keeping a foot in the water, a toe in the water, but that was about it. You know, they weren't mm-hmm. they weren't going all the way, and so, right. you know, just because they didn't put stuff out, people still want to listen, people still have sure. time. So other artists, younger artists, solidified themselves. So like, sure. I'm fascinated by 2021 because, you know, we know Kendrick, Drake, of course we know Kanye, but like J Cole, like collectively those that that's like millions of dollars easy millions of dollars that labels have spent that they're not going to put out until they feel that they can get a tour back to recoup right because that's where the recouping happens at this point so there's a lot of like pent up built up stuff that could potentially be coming out whenever we think we're all going to be through this right Mm -hmm. and so you know how does that play with you know the fact that a new a newer generation kind of owned 2020 Man, I think these I think these new guys changed some rules up. Yeah. You know, I don't know exactly what, but I mean, you had 
you had guys who were shooting videos like left and right. You had people who were utilizing different platforms altogether who were pivoting um, and maybe music became an afterthought or they were putting out music, but they were putting out music to support maybe some other endeavor that they were doing. There were so many different ways to keep yourself busy. Um, and I think those artists have the potential to set themselves up. So, cause I think they were setting themselves up cause we're talking about Drew, we're talking about big, big heavy hitters. Cause you also did not mention Rihanna, like Rihanna's she's still constantly rumored, but you know, mm -hmm. but like those are tours by themselves. So Drake is going to tour by himself. Kendrick could tour by himself. Cole Rihanna can tour by themselves. But these younger guys, little baby's not filling up a stadium. You know what I'm saying? Jack Harlow's we, not filling up a stadium. We, Megan's not filling up a stadium. We don't but, know. Hold, hold on. Here's the litmus test. No, you're good. Sure. Here's the, the litmus test is when we go back outside, yeah. those festivals mm. are like a pit bull. That's like a, the beast from the sandlot. Like they are so ready for it. Oh, yeah. And I think on top of that, people, though, you know, though hesitant and have concerns, people also want to go outside. Oh, yeah. And so when they create that, yo, when those festivals start coming up and saying, OK, Coachella's coming back, Rolling Loud is coming back, you know, whatever else is coming back. And, you know, those novelty acts, those a lot of these novelty acts from these verses, like if Swiss and Tim are not setting something up. Like they would be absolute fools, but I think they are. Um, but these little babies, gunners, they can make a lot of money headlining these festivals. They could do a tour and they could fill up, you know, they could they could do. I mean, based off of social distancing, you know, is is it a thing where it's like it's a 5000 seat venue, but you only fill up 2000, you know, how, however that however they do yeah. that, however that works. But you make that pit stop. At Coachella, and you do two nights there, or two weekends there, bong bong. So I think those are going to be the first names that people think of, uh, based off of the work that they did in 2020. All the people that you named, and I think those festivals are going to get carried by those people who were those artists who were super active this year. Yeah, I um, I think back like there's not always, but often there's an artist that will have a breakout year and they'll be touring. And while they're touring, like there becomes this feedback loop, right? The mm -hmm. more they tour, the more, the more their stuff gets even more popular because people catch them at a festival or they catch them, whatever, right? Like chance had that happen, right? When coloring book came out, right? Yeah. He tore like, it was a, it was like a, it was a, it was a cycle, right? The touring fed the album, which fed the tour, which fed the album. And by the end they had the book bigger places happen with Lizzo, right? Yes, it did. Yep. Right. Where by the end of her tour, oh, she's she's in she's basically arena at that point or close to. Yeah. Close to. You yeah, know? Yeah. So I think about someone like like if you imagine a different kind of 2020, like maybe someone like Megan, they start her festivals, maybe smaller, but then, you know, the record with Cardi comes out and then the album comes out and it feeds and feeds like you just don't know. Right. So that's part of it too. Is like I'm I'm very curious to see like what this next gen because like Travis has proven Travis can do arena shows. He'll he'll sell out an sure. arena tour. Not a problem for by Travis. Him, by himself. Right. I feel like the baby probably could, maybe. 
He's got not a, yet. I don't know. He's <laughs> not yet. He's got a lot of hits, man. He he's he's sneaky. We we taught him and Megan. They put out these projects that are like full of fluff and eh. But there's always like two to four strong records. Yeah. And those records are so strong, it carries them for months. And all they do is they they rack those streams up from that full from those full projects. And there's just an emphasis. There's a hit on those hits. Like that's the game for those types of artists. But man, can baby fill up? Can he fill up an arena? I don't know so about an arena, talking, but like, what are you talking about? Like, how 10? big? How how big is the place where you saw Tyler? How, how big is what's name? What's the name of the place? I'll look it up. I'm trying to remember. Dang, what was the name of that place? Hold on, I can just look up the tour. Theater Columbus, Ohio. Express Live. So that's 2,300 indoors, 5,200 if you count the outdoor, for the outdoor. So, so okay, so that's, that, that's about right. And so five, there was definitely close to 5,000 people there. Yeah, and when I saw sure. Tyler, it was like probably, oh, you know, I'll just tell you. <laughs> Why am I guessing? And so while I'm, while I'm saying that, to, to, to maybe further your point, Tyler is not the baby. So mm. Tyler is this amazing artist and shout out to Tyler for winning a Grammy because that happened this year too. But Tyler doesn't have the presence that the baby has. He's not on the radio all the time. He doesn't right. have the records with, was, who was it? Camila Cabello. And yeah. like, you know, he doesn't have those, those, or Tyler doesn't have those records. The baby does. Yeah. So the place I saw Tyler, 7,500. Mm. Sold that out. Not a problem. Um, so... Like that kind of a place? I don't know. I feel like in, in a major city, the baby could do that, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. 5,000? Yeah. Five, sure. seven in that range. I, I think he could do that. For sure. I think so. He, I wonder, yeah, because I wonder if, if, so for example, what if it was the baby and like Jack Harlow was his opener? Like they might need a, they might need a 10. Mm. Uh, I, I don't <laughs> I was thinking about like how like I was thinking about how do kids dance at concerts like we talk about the youths jumping one two three jump yeah but I, I think now all the kids just like they just TikTok dance at the con I'm like so y'all don't like clubs because like my so my daughter's not like she's not how I was with yo I can't wait till I turn 16 and go to the club like the the youths don't fool with the club that's not their thing right but I'm like, so what happened? Like, how do y'all dance? So they, you know, so before everything happened and you went to homecoming, like, how are you dancing at these at homecoming prom? Are they just doing like the like variations of the Macarena, like all together? Or are they like, like how how are the youths dancing to these songs? I'm curious to know because they all dance. Yeah. But I it's wonder like, this is like if they set up like not, you know, I wonder if they set up like a little like a like a like a dance booth basically where it's like you get a camera they feed it to a screen on the wall <laughs> right and they basically you jump in with your friends and you do a little dance everybody watches you like you know it's got the little like tiktok filter over yeah. it it's got the logo there <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah yeah there's some dad listeners right now going that's a good idea i'm gonna <laughs> that's a good idea yeah hey i was listening to clock radio <laughs> you're like come running out with their phone like this is yeah um yeah that's a good question i don't really know i mean look i don't even understand how dances are supposed to work now because like what do you do with that like we had there's no slow jams anymore nah they're not bumping and grinding to this r&b no way 
there but that's that but it's funny because that r&b was indicative of the time where if i had a girl when i was a teenager and i had a girl yeah. my number one priority was to figure out how to go see her mm. so my mom dropped us off at the movies or at the mall or you know if we could walk to like a gas station like a mutual location if we live somewhere close like hopefully that's kind of how colorado was you could kind of you know, because of how the school was zoned, I was able to like walk and meet up with people at certain places. But it's like the R&B now is very isolated. It's like the R&B that we listen to is very much in the moment. Like mm. I'm here with you yeah. or I can't wait to be with you so we can do this. Right. Whereas the R&B now is like more hindsight. Mm. Like when we were together, this is what happened. Interesting. So I'm like, so like you're by yourself listening to it. It's headphone music. <laughs> yeah you're you're like my daughter's listening to summer walker and like by herself she's not listening to that with a guy or one of her friends like she's she's by herself right it's crazy so um go ahead i don't know if we really answered this so the idea of like so we've got this like what used to be widely considered the upper tier right return mm-hmm. presumably mu- many of them returning in 2021 right after mm-hmm. mostly sitting out 2020 mm-hmm like is rap big enough now for everybody or you know is one of these big name artists gonna kind of be might might be a nice big swing and a miss might not be their time anymore you know at some point it's got to happen hmm you know i would be very curious because it's like what you know kendrick there's not so much of an emphasis there's still an emphasis on you know uh like black people and equality and racism. And I think people were looking to Kendrick to sort of make a soundtrack for that. Mm. And I wonder, because there's not so much of an emphasis, like there's a different type of emphasis now than maybe there was six months ago. So like, you know, did he, did he miss his opportunity? Um, Is the music going to sound dated because things move so fast you know, would it had just been better for those artists to not wait on the tour? And if they were so concerned with dropping, they could have pulled a Drake mm. and been like, this is just what we got going now. So these are records that are not done because there's a lot of Kendrick records that have leaked too. So I'm not, sh- I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I think, I think out of everybody, Cole will probably be the one that is the safest because Cole has an ability to be personable. So you see him in the in the midst of the people and his music reflects that so i think because of that whatever he makes will be relevant because he's in the midst of the people whereas kendrick it's not really what he's known for he's not isolating himself but he's not he's not everyday man the way cole is mm. so i don't know what kendrick is going to do i'm super curious now I think we're going to get, how do you feel about what Charlemagne said, how he said we're no longer in the Drake era? I mean, seems, seems to sort of make sense, right? Like at some point, Drake will sort of not be at the sort of the vanguard. He will not be the dominant force. It's got to happen. You know, the Dark Lane demo tapes was probably the biggest swing and a miss of his career. Outside of Make Me Proud. <laughs> you know, the kids don't fool with Drake like that. I know. I know they don't um he's definitely i honestly i think it's i think it was his interactions with x like they hate drake 
It's so crazy. Drake is like Puffy was to us. Like Drake is shiny. Yeah. He's shiny suit man. Yeah. It's crazy. So I, I don't know. To answer your question, I don't yeah. know what's going to happen. I'm, I'm very curious for what these, these big artists, who especially who pulled back, like what are they going to do? I, I, attention spans are shorter. Like everything's up in the air. I don't know. What do you do? Especially like, it's not like, oh, we just had to get to 2021 and then everything's back to normal. Like, hey guys, it's going to take a minute. It's going to take <laughs> yeah, a minute. Like, we made it. It's over. No, it's just January. It's just January. And it's got, you know, it's cold and, yep. you know, the, you know, some parts of the country, there's more, you know, it's never, the numbers have never been, have never been bigger. You know, I mean, Marissa, right. keeps, Marissa keeps having to get tests and quarantine because her coworkers keep, you know, you know, get this. It's like every, everybody, people are dealing with all this stuff, you know, and it's just like, yeah, dog. no one's thinking to themselves. Yeah. I want to go to a festival. Right. Yeah, oh announce God. that tour. I want to buy. I mean, people might at some point be looking for an escape, but we're not. We're not quite over that hill yet, you know. So, oh wow, what's up? Uh, TMZ just reported that Dr. Dre has suffered a brain aneurysm and is currently in ICU. Good God, says he's stable, but brain aneurysm. Brain aneurysm. That's uh, wow. That's I mean, crazy. He's stable and lucid, but they don't know what caused the bleeding. Jeez. Man, Whew. see, and I was and I was going to say, like, yo, I don't even want to talk yeah. about death and I don't even want to recap this year and talk about like all the loss that we experienced. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't even want to go there because I feel like we did that at length throughout the year. Yeah, we definitely had some somber episodes. And he says Cedar Sinai. It was Monday. That's great. Jeez. Ooh, Two million dollars spousal support. <laughs> Golly, that is insane. Oh boy. All right. Uh all right. So um let's try and wrap up. But yeah, what yeah, yeah. is there is there anything else? Cause I feel like oh, there is something I want to talk about, but do yeah. you have something? No, no, what do you got? I wanted to talk about the pivot that some artists were making this year. Okay. Um, in particular, I thought Logic retiring and going to Twitch was interesting. Um, the YBN kids, all not named Corday, <laughs> they all went to Twitch and are gaming. Yeah. Um, you've got and you've got uh, all of these artists. I think uh, Jimmy Iovine is the most recent person to sell his songwriting catalog. Yeah. For a lump sum. Yeah. So people seem to be pivoting out of the music industry. Uh huh. And nobody's really sounding the alarm. I feel like music is in abundance more than ever. There's never, there's never been more music put out on a weekly basis. So, and these aren't normal. These aren't just, this isn't Skilo selling his, <laughs> selling the rights Listen, to I Wish. I bet, I bet the I Wish royalties are serious. Oh, shout out to Tag Team for getting a check from Geico. Did you Listen, see that commercial? I caught it out of the corner of my eye and I looked over at Marissa <laughs> while I was watching football or whatever. And I was just like... Look, I, I, Target I already it. got me with the Mary J. Real Love Yo, commercial all need, December. I never need to hear that song again. <laughs> Every time it comes on, I catch myself because I start like nodding my head. I was like, nope, don't do it. Yo, crazy, crazy. So, um, but this is, this is Jimmy Iovine. Yeah. This is Stevie Nicks. You know, earlier, I think the Dream did it last year. Um, there's some like real 
artists like who have a substantial catalog yeah. selling for a lump sum. Um, Doc, what do you think is going on? And I guess how should other artists and musicians respond accordingly, if, if at all, do anything different? If you're not in a place where you can tour regularly and, and get paid well to do it, the music industry is not going to make you money right now. Mm. Right. Yeah. Because, you know, so you, you mentioned uh, Stevie Nicks, right? So mm-hmm. historically, when you're like a legendary, you know, rock act, sure, you can do, you're going to do your big tours, right? You know, whenever you can. But you're also selling like deluxe reissues of your classic albums that have been remastered on anniversaries. And you've got That's that, right. like those CD sales, like powered a lot. That's right. Nobody's li- that you're not getting any money off that, right? Which kind of stinks, like because there used to be a financial incentive for a label or an artist to go back and say, "Let's take this and do it right," or "Let's yeah. dig into the vault and and actually mix and master these these like Lucys that we never got out." And you know, fans can get more. What what is the incentive for that at this point, other than ego and pride? For sure, you know. So that's unfortunate. We're kind of missing out on that, but like. You know, there are groups that are really effectively kind of like speculating that they're going to be able to long term make enough money off of publishing because of residuals. And they're trying to take the long they're taking the long view. And these artists are looking at this and going, you fools that are backed by <laughs> by venture capital money right now. You want to go ahead at this sh- sh- by all means, you'd have to be you'd have to be dumb to not take some of this money. Yeah. Right. Because it's they're they're kind of banking that, yeah, this will be worth it. Nobody has any idea if if it's actually going to be worth it for these companies to to spend the to, to spend that kind of money that they have on some of these back catalogs. We have no clue whatsoever, because what they're banking on is that they've got they're going to get enough iconic stuff that they're going to always be able to command a premium. But like we just said, more music is being made now than ever before. So it's like you're spending a lot of money on something that is increasingly not scarce. Now, granted, mm. you're getting stuff that already has a, a brand and it's a, can come with a premium and you're going to get, you know, you talked about that. You talked about like tag team and the, and the Geico commercial, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I assume that this company that is buying up is spending so much money on people's, uh, on people's, you know, publishing and, and royalties or, you know, and back catalogs that, I assume that they're like going to be going to every commercial, you know, agency in the country and saying, oh, I I got your next five Geico commercials right here. But like, but they've spent so much money. They need to recoup. They need to show profit, you know? Yeah. So until they, they're in a weird place where like, they can't charge a lot right now until they get so much of it that you kind of have to work with them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So like, I think it's just we're in a huge transition right now. And like you said, you know, logic is never not never. Logic going forth, he's not like assuming that he's gonna, you know, be able to support his family just off of his streaming back catalog. Mm-hmm. And if you look at this and go, you know, I don't really know if I want to tour every year. If that grind is not for you, yeah, then cash out, go find something else. Right? Because, you know, and the younger you get like in terms of being an artist, the more it's like, sure, they're a fan of me because of the music I made, but like, I bet I can get them to follow me here and I bet I yeah. can get more money in this other way because 
they're just monetizing the relationship they have with their fans, you know? And it's like, artists did that when we were, when we were growing up. Yeah, I mean, you know, people didn't buy Rockaware for the premium quality necessarily. They bought it because <laughs> we thought it was cool because yep. it was Jay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So there was definitely some monetization happening there too, but that was always like side hustle. Yes. Right. Right. Now it's like, I mean, you know, it, people are, people are paying their mortgage off of just merch. Sure. Versus merch being the, you know, your sneaker money. Like now right. merch is like your bill money. Like right. you need that money. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I think that we're, there's a bit of a, bu- I mean, we, I'm not seeing, I'm not seeing a, I'm not seeing like what I would consider a healthy, like robust, like multiple party, like market for people. Like there really is, it seems like just a lot of investment money making a gamble that all of these catalogs are going to be worth something big. And so there's money to spend. And so you spend it. I think that's mostly what's happening. Right. Cause like, like I said, CD, the, the CD back catalog sales, those are, those are dying. You know, and I bet you someone like Stevie Nicks probably over time saw those checks getting smaller and smaller and smaller. And it's like, I got to do something. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I've been thinking, I've been thinking about those artists. We talked about the, um, the, um, like the Rhino greatest hits (laughs) you just randomly see and you look and be like, oh, wow, this person actually had more hits than I thought they did. Right. Um, and what those residuals will look like over time, I'm sure you know, 10 years ago, 20 years ago was definitely enough to, you know, live a decent life. But with streaming, that takes a a drastic nosedive. Um, They might be okay because now the music is just more readily accessible by more people and you have those playlists and you have that nostalgia and the song has already sold itself so much to where it's embedded in uh, culture or, you know, a person's lives, a soundtrack or whatever. They might be all right, but like like you said, I think that's still a gamble. That's not everybody. Yeah, I mean, it's a great deal for consumers, but you know, on the video side of things, people don't question the fact that you know Netflix is this much, HBO is this much, Hulu is this, and then you know you you get you know you get as many as you want, or you pick and choose whatever. But you know, ten bucks a month, whatever ish for unlimited music it's unlimited so it's every so that's a great point because hulu has this catalog hbo max has this catalog you have all these different spaces but like spotify is everything everything apple music is everything title is everything and so you spend that one that ten dollars if you stretch it out to every single artist it's maybe it's a fraction of a penny if that and as streaming is growing, right, you get this huge, a huge rush of money because more people are are paying ten bucks a month than they were before. But right. at some point, streaming becomes mature, and that right. curve flattens. Oh, and by the way, there are always more, but increasingly more artists who are as a, who are part of that pie. And then on top of that, you've got Spotify trying to put make make a big deal with podcasts where that's a percentage of someone's attention that isn't going to be monetized back to an artist. So it's like, yeah, if you're looking at that, you got to be like, no, 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 no. Get, I want to cash out right now. Yep. That's real. Especially if you're an older artist, that makes sense. 
Yeah, that makes sense. Because you may not see, I think somebody, I, I read somebody say, okay, so say this person cashed out for $50 million up front. So would you rather have the $50 million up front or would you have potentially a million dollars over 50 years? Like that, but that's not guaranteed money because we're in a transition. Right. You know, so it's like, well, what's the, what's the safe bet? I could take that 50 million and do whatever right. rich people do with their millions of dollars and turn that 50 into 500 or whatever and just go and still, and I guess still be able to tour, you know, if touring comes back. Yeah, you could still tour. You could do whatever. Yeah, I could still rely on, rely on that, but it's just like, I'm just not getting those, you know, those checks from the record industry every six months. So there are some people who come to mind who should be looking probably, they should be thinking at least that they haven't already thought about cashing out in that kind of way. Um, someone like Dark Child, mm. right? Classic back catalog. He's not torn. He's not really working the same way. I'm sure he's got artists he work with and you know, I'm sure he's mm-hmm. developing talent. Like I'm sure he's doing all that. Sure. But I mean, you know, someone might come knocking down that door. Right. Yeah. Um someone like Jermaine Dupree, actually. Right. Mm. JD's not torn. I mean, maybe JD's got another big artist that, you know, discovery in his future, but he's he's probably tapped out there. So then should, what should somebody like R. Kelly do? I mean, does his catalog even have value? I bet it does. I bet it does. I bet it's not the same, right? You're going to get streaming residuals, but you're not going to get licensing. And that's the big, that's where they're, that's where, that's where, that's what this is all about, right? They're basically gambling. They're basically like, oh no, that's a future commercial. That's going to be in a movie. Like that's the money they're after. Yeah, for sure. Right. R. Kelly. Yeah. (laughs) Geico money. Geico money. That's right. Um, That's right. Geico with your money. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. No, yeah, Geico's not licensing ignition. It's not happening. That is a PR nightmare. Right. 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 Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, like, man, Teddy Riley. So pretty much everyone who participated in Versus. Babyface. <laughs> Babyface is set. He probably doesn't need it. Babyface chilling. I mean, what about somebody like Trackmasters? They sampled a lot. They did sample a lot. But they're still going to have, you know, there's going to be something there. There's a lot of classics there, you know? Mm-hmm. I bet you. Yeah. I bet you they What could. about like, so what about some estates? So what about an estate of like a Whitney Houston or something like that? Yeah. Like is these top tier, like can these top tier artists, the estate of like Michael Jackson would never do that with him. But did he sell the Beatles? Does he still own those? I don't know. For someone okay. like Whitney, I think... <clears throat> that's big enough where you're 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 probably more thinking like in terms of a future payday like an eventual like big budget whitney biopic by like sure. th- that hollywood picks up and does you know and does the whole thing and you know you're gonna get your soundtrack money and you're gonna license for the film and you're you know like an artist of that stature you might really go in that kind of direction right but like sure. man i don't know like you know once torment when when the streaming money doesn't look the same way and the CD reissue reissues isn't there and when you're too old to tour regularly, you know, and you're used to living a certain kind of lifestyle, right? Like Madonna. Mm. Madonna is Madonna really going to keep touring? I think so. Maybe. I think so. Madonna Madonna still thinks she's twenty. That's true. <laughs> Madonna's like Mariah. Like if Mariah didn't have all I want for Christmas, I think Mariah would be. It would be more obvious that she's 
not ready to give up her spot. But she has a whole season dedicated to her. Right. The to biggest, say, yeah. the biggest economic <laughs> centered uh, holiday in our culture. She is the leading single from the soundtrack every year. Yeah. But if she didn't have that, I think she would. I think she would be. It'd be more obvious that she she was hating on these Janae Aikos and you know whoever else. Oh, that was a, that's what I was going to ask you. Did we talk about? No, I think we did. We talked about it coming out that Wayne actually sold uh, Drake Drake and Nikki's yeah publishing, not his own. Okay, all right. I'm just curious. Yeah, man. I don't think there's anything else we really need to talk about, right? You good? N- no, I think I'm I'm good. I I just w- I think to sum it all up. Yeah. We have no idea what's going to happen. Lots of moving pieces are happening. And 2021 looks to be one for the books for a lot of people. There's a lot of different directions where a lot of different artists can go. And, you know, we'll be here to recap it. I'm excited. I want some new music, man. I want something that I can live with. Yeah. It's a good time because it's cold. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's been, like some of these mornings walking this dog. It's like, I'm like, okay. Yeah. Yep. I bet. I bet. So yeah, I, I'm, I'm ready. I need, yeah, I need some good Aaron. I need some good Aaron music. I need some stuff that I can play for my daughter. I just end up listening to her stuff. I don't like that. <laughs> you know, like if you're listening to this and you need some good Aaron music that that's kid friendly, it's a reminder. Armand and Doc. Yes. Available on all streaming platforms. <laughs> all streaming platforms. Well, it, well, if you're listening to this on and if you're listening to this on Patreon, just scroll back a little bit. You have access to the full album, but stream it. Stream it. You get the instrumentals too for being a, a Patreon supporter. Yeah, man. I think that might be it for this week. So we're still trying to work, figure this new format out, but thank you everybody for listening as always. Thank you for subscribing to the Patreon. We appreciate you. And yeah, Armand, you got anything you want to plug? Uh, like an album or? <laughs> no, I mean, 36 available now. Um, go ahead and stream that up. Um, that would be nice. Uh, Model Ministry is moving. We just did a, a, a recap yesterday. So if you're on Instagram, follow us at model.ministry. If you're into fashion and those things, lots of really good things coming in 2021 for that space. Um, nah, some other, just, I'm just prepping for this baby. So those, that's pretty much it for me is fashion and babies. There that's you it. go. So, Thanks everybody. <laughs>